0: Welcome to Talking Pictures Trivia, the podcast in which a group of geographically challenged friends explore movies through trivia as an excuse to keep their friendships alive. I'm one of these friends and today's host, Nick, and with me is Tom and Dan. For those joining us for the first time, we start off each episode with a movie quiz as these four rapid fire trivia questions will determine who earns today's trivia crown. The first question is worth one point and each question after that is worth one more point. Then we'll follow it up with a theme discussion this week being Breaking the Spell. Thanks to our guest, Dan, for picking the movie this week. Tom, tell us about today's movie.
1: Walking up to theaters
2: in 1993, we would have had to choose between The Philadelphia Experiment Part 2, Leprechaun, Children of the Corn Part 2, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part 3, and today's movie, Groundhog Day. Nick will be our questioner today. Nick, what is Groundhog Day all about? Groundhog Day has all the Pennsylvania polka you can dream
0: of and more. We follow our egotistical weatherman, Phil Connors, as he gets stuck in a time loop repeating Groundhog Day ad infinitum. Phil goes through a whole series of emotions to eventually find out what's truly important to him, both personally and in terms of an ideal partner.
3: It's time for question one.
0: I know Tom loves questions that involve numbers. So we Uh, have a variety of questions that involve numbers
2: today. Uh, Not all, just a majority. (laughs) Okay, just a majority of four. (laughs) So three out of four. (laughs)
0: here we go here we go how many times do we see the radio alarm clock flips to 6 a.m price is right rules and Um, honor code honor code here as always okay honor code
2: um man i have no access to the (laughs) to the answer so oh i guess you could look it up uh no if someone says
0: a number and you want to change the number if you locked in second oh i
2: see um i see i'll lock in i'll lock in all right locked in
0: okay dan you're gonna start us up
2: i'm probably wrong but i'm gonna say eight
0: times tom
2: i went with I, I wait is it over oh i'm sorry did we i can't
0: that's no, price is right rules and i'm it not saying it until you tell me yeah, yeah, yeah i'm sorry i, <laughs> I I'm I'm conservative. was no no no. i
2: was asking if it was price is right rules um yes i'm gonna go with 25 the
0: point will go to Dan. It was 12 times. 12 times? 12 times, times? That's 12 it? times oh, we no. actually see the clock. That doesn't mean 25 times of like
2: changing mm-hmm. time. You didn't always yeah. see the
0: clock
4: i thought maybe
2: we saw it more but
4: (laughs) we definitely saw the clock a lot but seeing that set that that iconic the actual flip yeah (laughs) yeah
0: i counted the flips i knew that was going to be a question from the beginning (laughs) so i literally sat there and counted every flip i didn't count when it statically said 601 at the final uh scene there no but the flip count
2: yeah i was thinking of like when you saw the clock, that's... I wonder I,
0: I wonder now if you're going to go back to the clock. I'm like, how
4: many times did he destroy it?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another one that mm. could have been there. But no, we're not going to do that one. Oh, no, okay. But that is but, okay. very iconic, especially with that music kicking in every time. I yeah. wanted to
4: say, yeah, like below or above 10. But yeah, I, I, when you said 20... I, when, Thomas, when you said 22, I'm like, oh, man, I am way
2: off. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, yeah, I was thinking every time you see the six every time yeah. it cuts yeah that's what i was thinking so i'm like it's gotta be something like yeah no you like definitely that. see the
4: clock a lot i agree yeah. it's, it's definitely like <laughs> this is the there's number of one times
2: scene where you just see it flip over and over again so yeah, th- yeah. This can't be, it has to be more than I, 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 20, do, you know? I do
4: appreciate the super slow-mo and you're just like, mm-hmm. oh my God, the daunting- You feel the <laughs> weight <laughs> of it. I, I, yeah. I, at that
3: point, I literally feel the weight of him just waking up like, not again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's time for question two. According
0: to Rita, her perfect guy exemplifies how many traits? The closest to the number without going over. I'm locked in. Okay, early Mm lock-in. I think he's doing some uh, algebra in his head.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking about all the ways I'm wrong, and I'm like, there's only so many, so that's easy.
2: (laughs) I'm going to lock in, too.
0: Okay, Tom, start us up. How many traits?
2: I'm going to say five.
0: Okay, Dan, how many?
2: This is gonna be
4: funny. I, I'm I'm gonna roll the dice again with lucky number eight.
0: <laughs> okay, the points are going to go to Dan. Mm-hmm. However, you both are way under, way under. So yeah, mm-hmm. so I will share with you who is your perfect guy, someone who's too humble to know he's perfect, intelligent, mm-hmm. supportive, funny, romantic, courageous. Good body, but doesn't need to look in the mirror every two minutes. Kind, sensitive, gentle, not afraid to cry in front of her. Likes <laughs> animals, likes children, likes to change poopy diapers, plays instruments, and loves his mother. That's a lot of characteristics. Right. That's, that, that's that's sick. Was it sixteen? Yes, sixteen. <laughs> All right, sixteen traits. There. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what he says. I, I've got most of those, or something to that. Degree. Yeah.
3: <laughs> And Phil
0: Connors exemplifies all of those traits, so you know he's right there in front of her.
3: It's time for question three.
0: Phil comes to a conclusion about his identity. What is he?
2: Oh, Lockton. Lockton. Dan. Oh man,
4: I know we're not supposed to be bad words here, but doesn't he call? Doesn't he realize he's an? (laughs) (laughs) I
0: I will accept the answer as a Lockton answer. All right, all right. (laughs) There's worse words in the world, so yeah. we're okay. okay. <laughs> Tom.
2: Uh, God or gods? Tom
0: will get the three points. We have a tie going mm. into the final question. All right. oh, yeah, He says, this is a little later, he does say that <laughs> he's a jerk. He does say she calls him that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but when he's going through his trials and tribulations yep, in the yep. continuous day, he realizes He's a God, not the God, but mm. a God.
4: <laughs> I felt like that was a good step towards his progression of like you know, through this karmic cycle that he's got he's stuck on that oh yeah, he acknowledges for the, that you know he is he is what <laughs> what everyone else already knew him to be <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah well,
0: I, I like the line there where he was trying to convince her of his status as in Godhood, I guess, <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe the real God uses tricks too. Maybe he's just been there long enough. He's not omnipotent. (laughs) So I just thought that was a funny angle Mm -hmm. there.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It introduces the kind of the metaphysical. He starts to think in in those terms. We're back to
0: numbers, Tom. We're back to numbers. Mm -hmm. Precise Mm -hmm. numbers too. This is not even going to be a Price is Right rules. This is going to be an exact number.
3: It's time for question four.
0: What was the exact amount that Phil Connors went for at the charitable auction?
2: Oh, I think I'm locked in.
0: For all the marbles.
4: Oh man. I'm locked in. Dan, start us up. I think she said <laughs> What was left in that
2: checkbook? Rita?
4: <laughs> um $398 and like 93 cents. Tom.
2: I thought it was 3 30
0: and 80 cents oh my gosh you're so close but neither of you got it um i kind of wanted to go to bonus questions anyway so <laughs> which is perfect it was 339 dollars and 88 cents tom you were very very close. oh so, yeah it's
2: 88 okay
0: yes. yes yeah
4: i just realized i had dyslexia so that worked <laughs> out.
0: because <laughs> i said 390
4: um, no, no, i said 98 yeah i, I got the numbers you, you had up. some
0: was... of the numbers different <laughs> yeah. orders it was repeated. That's the way I figured it go, but hey, that's a four pointer. So you got to earn it, right? No, so totally,
3: totally. We're still going
0: to go. We're going into bonus rounds now. I mean, okay. it's happened.
3: It's time for a bonus question.
0: When he takes Rita back to his room, he asks her if she wants ice cream. It is on the windowsill and he gets the ice cream. It would be easier for me to ask you what flavor of that ice cream. It would be Rocky Road. What was the name of the ice cream company on the carton? Uh,
2: no idea. Um, I, I'll lock in an answer. But...
4: I'll lock in too. Okay.
0: Um, Dan. I don't know if, if they would have paid for the rights for this, but I'm going to say Hagen-Dazs. <laughs> Tom?
2: I'm going to just say um, Pocatani Scoop.
0: Okay. It was a bad question. It was just randomly something called Anderson's, but I just figured I'd throw that in there for <laughs> a tough question.
3: <laughs> That's a tough one. It's time for a bonus question. What is Rita's favorite alcoholic beverage?
4: Oh, locked in. Oh, locked in. I think we're gonna tie here. Tom. The most yeah. specific
0: <laughs> answer will get the points. Okay. 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 Anyway, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. I think mm. it is. I just if it comes down to Dan, what is her favorite alcoholic beverage?
2: Um, I I thought it was uh, sweet vermouth with a twist on the rocks. Tom, I had the exact same thing: sweet yep. vermouth on the on the rocks with a twist. Sorry, yes. <laughs>
0: you, you both you both get it right.
2: Okay, yes, yes. Next the words up.
0: were all there. The
4: mm-hmm. order might have. Been but what sweet. was Phil's drink?
2: <laughs> no, no <laughs> kidding.
4: Something <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. It it was like, it was whiskey and and then he did like this thing with his hand. I remember saying like how many parts it should be of like how much is whiskey, how much should be like ice mm-hmm. and like the rest yes. be like still water or something like mm-hmm.
5: that. But
3: I, I don't I don't remember exactly.
5: <laughs>
3: I don't remember what kind of whiskey. It's time for a bonus question. What does Rita like to drink to?
2: Oh, locked in, locked in, Dan uh world peace yeah i world peace it, it,
0: it,
4: the prayer is that was that was him just ad-libbing there just like throwing that in there too yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. I, I could top you rita <laughs> lay it on thick
2: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> it's time for a bonus question what was the
0: name because technically this is in the film okay credits mm-hmm. could be out right. What is the name of the actor that played the groundhog? The actual groundhog.
2: I don't know. I have no idea. I'll lock in. Oh, it's in the credits. Oh man.
0: <laughs> I'll give you a better question after this. I just well, like the name. I, I just <laughs>
4: like I just like where you get to pull answers from. I mean, like this is ridiculous.
0: Now, usually we don't do this. This is because we're in like oh, yeah. mega bonus. Yeah, yeah.
4: No, no, this is good though. This is like sneaky and so <laughs> unexpected. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna say. I'll lock in. I have no idea.
0: Okay, you both just go for it. I don't care.
2: (laughs) I had Fred.
0: Chucky? (laughs) Obviously, it was Scooter the Groundhog. Scooter. And and funny enough...
2: Most famous Groundhog actor ever.
0: (laughs) When they were filming this film... Bill Murray got bit twice by the groundhog and actually Mm. had to get rabies shots. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I I
3: remember uh, hearing about that. Yep. Mm. Okay. (laughs) This one's going to end it. Super mega bonus round. It's time for a bonus question. There was a
0: night where Rita was staying up with him. She finally believed that he was living the same day over and over. And she waited first till midnight and thought that was the magic moment Mm -hmm. where... He would disappear, which didn't happen. He never said that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What was the last time we saw on the famous radio alarm clock before they fall asleep, and it's the next day? What's the last time we see closest to the time without going over?
2: I'll lock in. oh man.
0: for all the marbles <laughs> again for real I, this time I, there
2: will be a winner I, I,
0: i'm I'm locked in.
2: yeah, I'm locked in too.
0: okay, Dan, what is the time? I want to say it was like twelve o three. Tom.
2: I think it's 4.03.
0: Since it's the closest without going over, it's actually going to be Dan, even though he's nowhere (laughs) near it. I'm way off. (laughs) It was 3.02 in the morning was the last time we saw Mm -hmm. the time. So congratulations, Dan, for taking down the episode.
1: Mm, Very good.
2: Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. I guess... uh...
0: I feel
4: very proud of myself being that (laughs) winner. You should.
0: (laughs) We'll be diving into our topic of the week breaking the spell after this quick message.
3: Join another Talking Studios production, Limited Lexicon, where we play through text based adventure games. Text based adventure games were computer games from before computers had graphics. The game uses text to describe a scene and the player types back how they want to interact with the game. I'll read the text from the computer, and my co-host will feed me commands. This season, we're playing through The Hobbit from 1982 on the ZX Spectrum. Here's a quick sample. I thought uh, a lot about our
0: first command, and I think it should be no print, because we don't want to print things as we're
3: going along. I think by default, it's not going to print, and even (laughs) if I did not print, where is it going to print to? 1982?
2: I, I would imagine if we go west, we're going to be south of the troll, right? Just south of the troll land. Yeah, let's
3: try it. You go west. The troll's clearing. The visible... Oh, <laughs> uh, we died.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 All right.
3: The troll, the troll saw us and killed us. So I think we have to say the answer to the riddle then.
0: The answer is dark.
3: Say dark, I think. Talk to what? Golem Gollum. Say Gollum Dark. You talk to Gollum. Thorin says, hurry up. And we died. And we died. So we went northeast last time. So let's go southwest. You go southwest. Visible exits are north. Northwest. You see the valuable golden ring. Uh,
1: We're wow! in here. That's wait, wait, wait. Oh. That's right here. That right is perfect. That is perfect.
3: Limited lexicon coming to your podcatcher and YouTube in late 2022 by Talking Studios. And we're back.
0: There were a lot of different ways we could have dissected this film, the standard time loop, but I thought it'd be interesting to talk about the concept of possibly breaking the spell. Not only how did he get into this time loop, but what eventually stopped it from continuing? So thought that would be a good one for today.
2: Sure. What ends up, breaking the time loop is that he's able to uh take joy in these kind of daily activities and make his life meaningful in such a way that it brings love to him or attracts love to him um as opposed to uh, sort the the way he's trying to get love from rita which is the sort of plotting and sort of cover he wants to sort of capture her And it's only by, um, by really completely leaving behind ambition. It becomes, he has no ambition by the end. He's just doing things for these kind of love of the people or just love for the, the, the thing itself, like learning to play the piano. He does not do towards a goal. He just wants to do it. And it's this surrendering of ambition that attracts love to him and that Breaks the spell. That seems to be what the, the movie is about. As I, I mentioned in our first impressions last week, it's about the the end of ambition and that as as freedom. Exactly. In the very
4: beginning, he wants to just get out of it. Right. He's trying. He there's always a, there's always a goal behind all of his actions, whether it's nefarious or just trying to work the system, realizing, hey, I can I don't I can't die. I can do anything I want. And then and then, but then he's always trying to cheat. I guess um like what's late late in front of him and, and he hasn't just kind of accepted like his fate and realizing that you know i should stop doing things because uh, i you know for all you know all the seven deadly sins for example you know all the, all, <laughs> all the things that for all for all the wrong reasons but just doing it because you know what maybe that if i have to keep reliving this over and over again maybe i should be trying to help as many people as i can and not expecting anything in return i think that 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 he has become so much more humble you know through this whole progression and realized that yeah this is an opportunity for him to just constantly improve himself but not to again to for any type of ambition but it's really just to do the right thing for the right reasons you know from helping that old man or trying as many times right you only see it a couple times but this happens you you know 10 years in a row, or, or, or maybe 10 or 1,000 years in a row. Like, you know, you don't really know how long he's been stuck in this. Um, but you start to see these glimpses of where he's, he's growing so much as an individual, but for all the right reasons, and not and, and really starting to not accept expect anything in return. Him declaring his love at Rita at the end is, again, him just saying that he wanted to leave an, a long-lasting impression. Or, or if he wants to do all the things for the right reasons but again even him the way he like falls in love with her and 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 and, and doesn't expect anything in, re- in return i think it's that understanding where he breaks that cycle it's like everything like you said there's no ambition but just doing because it feels like it should be the right thing to do and that is where i think it helps him break through
0: One of the things I really noticed in this watch for me, again, I've always just kind of passively enjoyed this film. I haven't really analyzed it, right? I just kind of was a passenger. But this time I I, I saw something different. We talk in some other movies about adolescent coming of age. A lot of these kind of coming of age films. Mm -hmm. I actually almost thought this was like an adult coming of age. So in the beginning, he's like, I'm going to be super successful. I'm going to go to the big markets. I'm doing this. Then the next thing that's interesting to him is his his conquests, you know, uh, of, of the opposite sex. These are things that, like, oh, I think are so important. And then only through these trials and tribulations does he actually mature and realize there's more in life. So this is just something that hit me <laughs> in this watch. I, I thought it was an interesting take on how he was, even though he was technically an adult, he wasn't acting like, a, a grown ass man. <laughs> he was no. acting like a child.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he really matured and grew like 50 years worth of of, li- of life in this in this span of just one day repeated over and over again. In a way, like as much as that would suck and being thinking about being stuck in that, even, you know, in the in the city that you hate and and, and in a place in a job that you don't like and reliving the same, you know, dealing with the same people you don't want to be around I am actually, you know, like you said, Nick, I was passively the first time I've watched it this time. I'm just kind of like, as much as that would suck, I would love to actually have to go through that. Being able to grow so much and then not age at all and just thinking about how much wiser I would be towards the end of it. Dan was just this the scene when he's eating all the snacks and can't gain any weight.
0: Is that the thing that really? Uh, oh my
4: gosh!
0: I, <laughs> can you imagine
4: how many times he did that? <laughs> he probably blew his wallet. His you know all the money yeah. to the nicest restaurant in Pakistani, yeah. yeah. whatever that it may be. But either yeah. way, yeah,
0: <laughs> it's so funny.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he is in some ways kind of acting like a man, like a you know a grown ass man in the sense of that he's like. Uh, fluttering around, trying to get everything right. He he wants the big job in. Is he going to Chicago? Is the, or or L.A. A bigger market,
0: I can tell you. Whatever it was, it's it's got to, it's out of bigger Pittsburgh. than Pittsburgh. Yeah,
2: it's big, <laughs> it's bigger than the forty-fifth largest city in America. So he's he is doing this kind of adult thing of rising up in the world, and uh, but his kind of coming of age to, to use what you're talking about, Nick is really a a kind of recognition of uh, like how little a place or how little import he actually has in the world, which I think is what, uh, like, you know, if you're an adult and you're coming of age that, you know, becoming middle age or becoming older, the thing you deal with in a sort of midlife crisis is the recognition of how little important you're, your work is or your your role is. I mean, he's going to become a weatherman in the third largest city in the third most populated country on the world. I mean, this is not, you know, when you describe it that way, it's it doesn't seem that impressive. But for him, he's a celebrity. He's a pertinent person of importance. And I, I think one of the transitions that that people make as they get older, which this film kind of captures, is a, a recognition of you know how little import our ambitions really are we don't really matter that much and so therefore we have to make what's in front of us make that matter make it our business take joy in in learning a new task like playing the piano because the big tasks the things that really matter they don't really matter very much you know?
4: and, and and the joy in the little things too right you know mm-hmm.
2: helping helping the ladies helping
4: the old man um, helping the kid, you know, when he's falling in the tree, like really just trying to do the right thing. He never thanks right <laughs> it. <laughs> he was never thanks? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's funny that he, you you bring that up because he seems jokingly bitter about it, but he's mm-hmm. not. He's like, I'm going to keep doing this because this is what's important to him now. It's just an understanding that he's leaving a positive mark on the smaller circles without thinking about himself. And I think that's what, like you were saying before, Tom, like it's um, this growth that's, he he's losing all that vanity. He's mm-hmm. really just kind of let it go just, away. Yeah, it's
2: he, death of wow, the ego. Completely.
4: The mm-hmm. ego is just out, and it's about the c- connection. And I kind of enjoy how, because <laughs> I don't think I honestly do not believe that if I got out of this this loop, I would ever say what he says to read at the end. He's like let's move here.
0: That's no. what I always say. I, I like, how can that. say like, that? To me, I'm like, no, get, you get away from get away from this this town.
1: Yeah, that he could, loved like... it so
0: much in the end, though. We'll rent yeah. first, though. We'll rent.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's this idea of now he he has a duty for others that has nothing to do with him, right? It's mm-hmm. a sort of disinterested duty, disinterested in the sense of that it, it does not Care about reciprocation, and not to be seen. Yeah,
4: like not to be like you know acknowledged for it. Like Mm he completely doesn't even care about acknowledgement because he knows that there isn't going to be any. And I think that like it's a more humble way of living every day, right? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's yeah, exactly. And I think it's also you learn to accept your fate, which is what happens with the old man who dies. Yeah, it's a problem he can't solve, and so the wisdom that you have to acquire is you know to to change the things you can, to accept the things you can't, and to, to be able to know the difference. And this is, this is, I think what that sequence does, the old man dying sequence, is that he, he has to ac- accept what he cannot change. And that's where the balance ends up being. Once he becomes invested in helping people, that also has to be tempered by acceptance of limitation.
0: Before we wrap this up, I had a question for all of us. How many iterations of Groundhog Day in Puxatani do you think Phil went through?
2: I'm gonna say 32 years.
0: Any evidence? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like well, the- congratulations <laughs> to de- no no. <laughs> no but- mm-hmm. It's funny. Um
4: I, I actually uh, in support of of, of of this podcast, I actually wanted to see. Uh, I saw some like behind the scenes kind of like videos or some like sure. other people were doing reviews and interviews about this and uh, Harold uh, uh, R- 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 Ramis had said that the um, uh, I forgot his name now uh, Dan Rubin if I'm not the, writer? The-, the writer who wrote the, yeah, the, yeah or, an originally mm-hmm. the, who wrote the, the original screenplay um, I thought it was interesting how they actually had this was that it's supposed to be starting in like the middle of like you know the the th- they say quote unquote like the thousand years of like that he's supposed to be doing this like, a, like he's supposed to be doing this for like a thousand years, and you don't see it in the beginning like you do like the first time it was actually like one of the uh, producers who recommended to Harold uh, the, the 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 director that maybe we should you know wouldn't the audience feel cheated if they didn't see how he got sucked into this in the very beginning. So then there was a rewrite and that's how he got his writing credits to this. But um yeah, I I, I heard that it was something like 10,000 and I think it being 1,000 when I heard Harold say this in an interview. I I I th- I I think that eventually when they rewrote it I think it was something more like 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 10 or 50 years, something like that. I think that 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 to me made sense. Cause like to get good at all the things that you see him get good. And then I saw some like deleted scenes and outtakes. He ended up like being like a pro bowler, <laughs> really good at playing pool as well. And these uh, other things. But um, I think that he expanded his knowledge. I mean, I, I like to think that it wasn't so long. Cause at some point I have a feeling that if he was really like 10,000 years, I don't know. I just could see him just going AWOL and just, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, 50 years is what I'm going to guess. Mm-hmm. Get all good at all the things he can.
0: Yeah. The only evidence that I had that even kind of alluded to time, but again, it could have just been turning a phrase. He He said like he had died thousands of times. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if he literally was counting <laughs> or if that was the actual number, but that's the only thing that he said that kind of gave us something and and I guess you yeah. can extrapolate out the different phases or different periods like how long was his conquest phase how long was his God phase how long was his you know th- there was these different phases how many times would he try
4: to kill himself <laughs>
0: yeah well again I mean the only thing is he said thousands of times so I don't know what that actually means I mean is that a few years worth of deaths <laughs> you know so I have trouble I I don't know if I, you said 50 Tom you said 32
2: yeah that was my i i
0: I always thought it was a lower number but after talking about it and and looking Mm -hmm. into it i mean it could have been significantly longer than any of us are talking about so i just thought it was interesting to see what your guys thoughts were on the time period
2: he has to learn everybody's stories and then after that um he has to become a a kind of great pianist and and what have you how long is it take to become a great pianist I but mean, he also didn't years. know
0: each of the side characters just like you said tom so that yeah. means he had to spend days exploring with each one of those people too
1: mm-hmm.
4: yeah to know each one of them intimately right like yeah. all their, you know having conversations with all of them He probably, I I would think if I was him, I would have to think like, maybe I have to talk to everybody here until I know everybody. And that's the only way I can get out of this place. That's why I'm still in Puxitani. I I think it's longer.
0: I think it's longer (laughs) than any of us said, actually, just by talking through this. Because how many iterations of each one of those conversations? Mm -hmm. No fudge, no white chocolate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like like making all these. I know he was more interested in her than many of the side characters, but still like there's some depth to that
4: well yeah she was like the the, the forbidden fruit that would never give in <laughs> it had to be tonight right and and she was like no like, i'm just not that type of girl and he could never change her no matter what he could do because he mm-hmm. wanted her to just submit to him and that was the only way that he would be you know satisfied mm-hmm. but it's true i mean thousands of times i like to think that he probably tried to expand his horizon. I honestly, Tom, I'm starting to think that the only reason why I say 50 years and you say 30, she was like, we like to believe that we could accomplish that type of growth in a lifetime, in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like we could be, we, we could be be able to become so mature and so lose our vanity and humble and be appreciative of all the things that we have in a lifetime that we can imagine. Cause I think it's like 10,000 years. It's like, Oh man, I'll never be that. <laughs> the, <laughs> I'll I'll never be able to achieve all the
0: things that he has, even as finite or or, or you know,
4: mm-hmm. limited it is in scope.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna lock in my guess. So my guess, I'm I'm moving up from both of you. I'm <laughs> saying a hundred years or thirty-six thousand five hundred days. I feel like you could get to know the whole town in thirty-six thousand five hundred days.
2: Yeah, there's yeah. There, there is something kind of poetic about it being about a hundred years or about a lifetime. Yeah, right to 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 do this. exactly, That this becomes the story of one's life is the story of the death of one's ego, right? And that's where happiness comes from. Because ultimately it's a movie about being happy or finding happiness. And Rita has a sort of... Rita is sort of a guide to him in in how to do that. And it's the fact that he can't game her the way he can game everyone else. Um, She's resistant to... Merely expertise memorization. She's resistant to his appetite. That's what it is. He he can't have an appetite. He can't want her and get her. He has to sort of give her up in order to to get her and submit to this kind of this collection of selfish selfless. She's things. kind of like
4: she's kind of like the epitome of what he needed to be in order to move on Mm -hmm. because she she's representative of this perfect humble who enjoyed let's say the fine arts if you will and and, and just being a good person for the right reasons Mm -hmm. um in every in any situation if you try to see every situation as you could hear her say like you know how she loved the town she thought it was nice everything's nice when everything's nice that's kind of like her attitude towards Mm -hmm. towards life yeah
0: You know what's really nice? That Dan won this episode. (laughs) So congratulations, Dan, for being the winner of this week. All right. This is a time loop I can get stuck in. This is
1: good. (laughs) Good. Very good.
0: For a hundred years or thirty six thousand five hundred days, I don't know. Could, could get old. My questions weren't that good. I'll admit mm-hmm. it. As We've
4: long got as, it. as it's not just this podcast that I get stuck in, I'm okay with the whole day around it. I can, <laughs>
0: fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. That's good.
1: You can rate and review this show anywhere podcasts are available. For those viewing in YouTube land, if you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the Talking Studios channel for all our exciting content. And follow us on Twitter at Talking Studios. Check out other shows by Talking Studios, including Keep Making Movies, where we explore micro budget films, Limited Lexicon, where we play through text based adventure games, and Get the Point, where we slowly reveal a movie poster and try to guess which movie poster it is. Got a question for us? Call the Talking Studios hotline at 201-467-8679 and leave a message. It may be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Talking Pictures Trivia wherever fine podcasts are found.
0: Join us next time when we discuss Once Upon a Time in Hollywood from 2019. Stay tuned for our first impressions of this film. Ding, 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 ding next week we'll be discussing once upon a time in hollywood from 2019 tom how was your watch
2: i saw this movie in the theaters when it first came out and i then watched it again on my laptop in preparation for this episode and this is my favorite tarantino movie i'm not a big tarantino fan most people my age are i Don't get the Pulp Fiction thing. I I think it's kind of odd and gross movie. I have a little more affection for the Kill Bills, but not a tremendous amount. This film, though, I think really is excellent. And it kind of reveals his heart in a way that that sort of deluge of Easter eggs in his other movies, I think really fails to. In those films, we get, this idea of affection for cinema as just being plentitude. There's just a lot of references. Therefore we know he watched a lot of movies and for some reason that's supposed to mean he liked them or he likes movies here. There really is this kind of warm love for not just the cinema, but for this time that produced these, these movies and really these, these television shows as well, uh, more predominantly the television shows. And so I think it's his best movie. I think it's his best movie by far. Andrew, how was your first watch?
5: Oh, I, I just, I just love this this movie. I, I have to agree a lot with you on everything you said. I think at times, uh, Tarantino could maybe be a little um, rapid with his delivery, which is odd. And most of his movies are over two hours, so it's just rapid fire for a long, long time. I like his expo- his uh, his his expositional dialogue. I happen to like the conversational uh, way he does his his films. But I think he really took his time. There was a lot of space in this movie for things to play out and 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 to sort of breathe it in. I think um, a lot of times this movie is a feel, not only just uh, something to enjoy, but there's a feel to it that you that's very evocative, and I enjoyed that about it. And it's a big it's a big Hollywood movie with a big Hollywood director and big Hollywood stars at a time in 2019 where aside from the Marvel movies was sort of few and far between. So at the time it was extremely refreshing to see so I just really enjoy this movie KJ what do you think in there
3: so I saw this in theaters it was a nominee for best picture so my wife and I usually try to go see all those I had no idea about the history at all (laughs) and if you know nothing about the history when you're watching this there's no tension. There's no plot. It's a lovely little movie. Like it's gorgeous. All the people in it are gorgeous. The cinematography is gorgeous. But there's no reason to to watch it because there's nothing happening. It, it's <laughs> you need to know or you need to think you know what's gonna happen, or else. How about you, Nick? How was your watch?
0: <laughs> when I watched this for the first time, literally finishing it up yesterday, it's been on my list for a while to watch i immediately thought of kj and i was like i wonder if kj knows all the history behind this and i sent a text earlier and he's like nick's i don't know what you said but something like nick's got you pegged or nick's whatever (laughs) you know but but needless to say before i go into all that fun stuff i'd love to hear what tom is not fond of or a fan of because tom's the one who introduced me to all of these movies back in the day so the tarantinos reservoir dogs jackie brown pulp fiction like these all were VHSs we watched at Tom's house.
2: So yeah, just... <laughs> we, were, we were like 12. No, I know, but it's just funny <laughs> you know, that that was my introduction.
0: Ages. Of course, no, I think we were younger. Younger yeah, than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But still, it's just it's just funny because mm-hmm. your tastes have evolved and and the world has evolved too. But, but needless to say, that's, that's a little background exposition on that. When it comes down to this film, I have to really uh, – tip my hat to my wife because she gave me a little bit more of the facts that I didn't know specifically with Sharon Tate and and we'll talk about this more next week but how not just a killing it was but how vicious so I was sitting here without knowing exactly what was going to happen like when's it going to happen When's it going to happen? Oh, my gosh, it's going to be horrible. When's it going to happen? And then something completely different happened, which I should have known um, that it wasn't going to play out that way. But you you don't know because I try to go into this blind. I purposely didn't want to know more. I knew Manson was involved somehow in the time period. So for me, it was refreshing because I went in as close as blind as possible, but was still having that little bit of knowledge that KJ was talking about that's essential to enjoy the film. So I did. And we'll talk more about that next week.
3: Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is available on Fubo at the time of this recording. Is Fubo Fubo available? I don't know. (laughs) At the time of this recording. (laughs) Wow. Talking Studios.